0: Hey, everybody. This is Kyler Bingham with Salt Lake Dirt and KPCR 92.9 FM in Los Gatos, California. I'm very excited to be here in person at the 2024 Slamdance Film Festival, and I've uh, been watching a lot of great films. One in particular uh, really caught my eye. Once I got up here to the festival, um, I was I always try to pick out films that maybe weren't on my radar before this one the death tour definitely um, captivated me and I watched it last night I loved it and I'm super excited we have um, several people from the film which is awesome and a little intimidating but I think I think we'll be okay here um, let's just start the rounds and have you guys introduce yourselves we'll start over here and then we'll work our way
1: that way I'm Stefan uh, writer and uh, one of the directors on the death tour
2: Hello, I'm Sonya Ballantyne, Swampy Creek filmmaker, and I was the co-director and the wrestling consultant on the Death Tour. (laughs)
3: Uh, I'm the tattooed Terminator Massive Damage, and I'm one of the people
0: featured in the Death Tour.
4: I am the matriarch, and I am also featured in the Death Tour as a wrestler.
0: Wonderful. And then, let's just, this mic can reach him. Yeah, sorry, mine's shorter. We'll cut that part, it's okay, okay, yeah. Does it work? Yep, you're
5: good. Uh, I'm Levi Knight, I'm one of the wrestlers in the movie, and I can
0: go all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in the film, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I love the film, and um, what an interesting, um, like very specific documentary. So, let's ask the filmmakers first, like, um, how did this story? come to you why did you decide to make a documentary about it and maybe some some of the initial challenges and maybe recruiting people to be so open with their personal life
1: So I uh, was not a wrestling fan growing up, kind of didn't know much about it, but I stumbled upon this tour uh, while traveling through one of the communities that's that's featured in the film uh, about eight years ago and ended up just kind of by, you know, happenstance buying a ticket to watch the show. I was, you know, I was kind of curious. And uh, and, I mean, this is a community where it had taken me five days to drive here. There was no hotel. There was, uh, there was, uh, so we were just sleeping in our car and uh, all of a sudden these kids just enter the school gymnasium and turns out wrestling came to town I was not expecting, uh, for the traveling circus to be, you know, in this small town I was visiting. And, uh, and yeah, just, so for one, I discovered wrestling there and was like, just kind of enamored by these, these, these adults from like all walks of life, just kind of doing these death defying stunts for these, you know, this incredibly passionate fan base. So, you know, spoke to the wrestlers afterwards, turned out, I'd kind of stumbled on this like really legendary, uh, piece of wrestling lore. And that's what kind of started it. And uh, as soon as the project got a bit of legs, brought our producer Stacy Tannenbaum and Sergio Kirby on. And as soon as they actually, you know, turned this into reality, is when Sonia came aboard
2: yeah I've always been a huge fan of wrestling ever since I was a little girl Um, I actually met Tony Candelo the promoter when I was about six years old when he was coming through on a summer tour and he had Adam Copeland who wrestles this edge in the WWF and that was one of the first times I had encountered a white person on my reserve (laughs) and so um, and if you don't know Adam Copeland he has like really intense blue eyes and he's like like six feet tall basically and I was like six years old and I (laughs) I remember just being so horrified by him because i thought he was a monster initially (laughs) but then my dad told him um oh yeah well my little girl wants to be a wrestler and and so he asked me like oh who's your favorite wrestler and i was like luna Vishon. and he told me he knew like he knew of her and i i thought he was like the the wrestling god because he knew who my favorite wrestler was (laughs) but i got into the documentary uh When Stefan asked me, I was initially in uh, TV writing and I initially said no to the project Mm -hmm. because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to take it on. And I was really glad to just because of how involved the like, uh, because the wrestling was the part that lured me. And also, I really loved the idea of following it on these indigenous communities because I'd grown up in the area. I'm originally from uh, Missapaista Cree Nation, which was never a stop on the death tour. But after Tony uh, got to know me, he decided he wanted to put a death tour stop in my hometown. <laughs> so we'll see if that ends up happening. I but yeah, that. and we ended up becoming friends with the wrestlers as well. So I'm glad that ended up coming out really well. And I, I think it's probably because we had so much respect for the business and I can call it the business now. Cause I'm a death tour. Alum. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I think what, what, what struck me and I, I mean, I guess no surprise, but I think just seeing kind of the nitty gritty um, like the actual tour itself and clearly you guys and everyone involved like you love it you love it absolutely it has to be I mean and and that's what I loved about the film because it was clearly the filmmakers love what they're doing they feel compelled to do this you know that's it's to, to begin a documentary is um a crazy thing it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing but to to commit to it and to follow through and then the people involved typically like with this I was just blown away with like the how hard it was and um you guys have done this for several years correct
5: well i've only been wrestling for a couple years but um i just heard about the death tour like since i was a kid like edge like she was saying was on it and chris jericho and like they always tell stories about driving on the ice roads and ice cracking. I'm like, Huh, <laughs> that sounds cool. I wonder if I could do that. <laughs> and then it just kinda happened and happened my year I got to do it was when they're making this movie.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then you you two. I actually started
4: wrestling about nine months before the death tour. And so I was very new to it. And I, yeah, so I, I really just kind of learning along the way. And that's all to my coach, Massive Damage here. He really helped train me, prep me, get me ready for the death tour. And, you know, I was ultimately there by my side the whole time. So.
3: I've been a little bit more of the vet. So I started doing these tours in 1997 or eight. I can't quite remember and um, we've been, Tony's been doing them for ages. And uh, I think this next one coming up in February will be my 12th. So I've, I've done quite a few of them and they are very extremely hard. There's no other tour like this anywhere. You sleep in gyms or on the floor. The ring sometimes is frozen. So when you try to fall on it, it doesn't move. Very easy to get hurt, very easy to get sick. Like just, you know, cause you're depleted. Uh, You're tired, you're traveling from 6am and sometimes going to bed at midnight to do it all again the next day, you're exhausted. So there are days, and you you saw it on the tour Mm. that they're trying to talk to you and you're just not there because you're frigging exhausted.
0: So film festival is nothing compared to the Death Tour. (laughs) This is gravy. (laughs) This is fun. We actually
4: we actually had to drive sixteen hours from Edmonton to get here for the film festival. So it's very like right on the nose of the Death Tour. That's another
3: documentary right there. You
0: guys should have been filming that. that.
3: That's pro wrestling, like you said. If you love it. You have to travel to get there Mm -hmm. and there are no tours like this at all. There are no territories like this anymore that have these kind of shows back to back to back to back like that. So it's, it's a really important if you're young in the business, you can learn so much on these tours because every day you get to learn. And then if you end up with a really good tour, which sometimes you do, you know, when you get somebody on there that will go in there with you and maybe, Hey, let's, let's clean up some of this stuff. Let's work on some of this stuff. Let's, you know, this is what you're struggling with, let's work on it while the rings up. Cause we got the ring up for two days. So we've got a little time to work on it, you know? And then there's times where you, you're on the tour and, you know, I used to have a full head of hair and it all fell out and, uh, <laughs> you know, times where i look across, you know, the room and I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, should I murder this guy in his <laughs> sleep tonight? Cause he is on my every bloody last nerve and I am, not the easiest guy to get along with either sometimes. So it, it can really, really tax you. Like I said, I've watched people, and we watched people on the tour yeah. break down. Yeah. Watched it happen several times. It happens. So,
0: Yeah, I think one, one thing that, one particular scene that I thought was so beautiful with you when you talked about all those the kids coming up and hugging you, and you, you said it was like medicine. And that just really, it like struck me how powerful, I mean, you, you guys love wrestling, but just how important, these 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 events are for the audience and the kids and they're just like this is so this is like wrestlemania for them this is so exciting um talk to me a bit about that and just kind of um you know how you you, you mentioned it in the film but i just for our audience uh just what a powerful thing and then i want to come back to you guys and talk about uh specifically that because that's what i loved about the film was that it did it. you know we got the death tour but then we have these indigenous communities that are really, you know, we don't see a ton of, of this on, you know, out there. For someone like me who lives in Salt Lake City, you know, there's reservations, but they're a few hours away and it's just kind of like brushed aside in many cases. So I think um, just the emotional, like, uh, you know, the, the excitement that they give you, how does that, is that one of the reasons you keep coming back I should I guess ask you but then you two who are a little newer was that kind of was that kind of a surprise walking into that for the first time
4: oh definitely and I I always say that like wrestling has truly saved my life and and changed me completely um I actually started I never wanted to be a wrestler I um I actually got connected with wrestling in a more I guess tragic way um I was sitting on a restaurant patio with my family and, uh, my son, our whole family was hit by a drunk driver and my son, my firstborn son was ultimately killed. Mm -hmm. And, um, We started a campaign. We really, really relied on our community for support. And Monster Pro Wrestling was one of the first organizations to really step up. And they put on a memorial show. Mm -hmm. And they brought us into the ring. And they gave us a little belt with Gio's name on it. And they had the whole crowd chanting, Gio, Gio. And it was such a moment. And then I went through the next 10 years healing and recovering from this trying to find some kind of light or some kind of purpose and and once again sean was one who reached out and asked if i wanted to be involved with monster pro wrestling and as soon as he said it it just clicked like yes i want to be a wrestler (laughs) and and it's just been so cathartic this entire time being able to step out into the ring as a strong indigenous woman and, and to have that connection especially with these youth is just it is it's medicine mm-hmm. you know and I'm incredibly grateful just for all of the opportunities that we get to experience this
0: yeah no and yeah yeah
5: uh, yeah the the shows the wrestling shows on the reservations in Canada are always the most fun shows I find and going up north to those communities where they don't have like anything it's on another level like the kids get so into it and especially with like sage the matriarch there she's like a superhero to them so she can't even like walk when she walks out to the ring like she has to walk through like sand to get to the ring and they're (laughs) so crazy for her and at, at one of the towns, actually, she had like a little Clark Kent moment where we're in the store at one of the communities and the kids come in, they're like seeing all the wrestlers from the poster, like, oh, there's this guy, there's that guy. And they see the matriarch in the poster and they're like, where's she? And they're asking, <laughs> they're asking Sage where yeah. where she <laughs> is. <laughs> so that was funny.
0: Well, I think it's just so important. I, I was talking about this with a, f- uh, a filmmaker earlier today about how, um, and i asked filmmakers like when when did you want to become a filmmaker like how did you decide or what did you have a moment when you're like i can do this i want to do this and almost all of them when asked that question they talk about someone that they related to that that looked like them that they could see themselves in and it made it seem possible for them to do that so it's just so important for to have like the the diversity and the different kinds of people showing you know people even if they don't want to go into wrestling but just something something where they feel strong and something that they can do and you know they can they can achieve what they want I just think it's such a beautiful thing Uh, let's cut back to you guys and just talk about um, when you had the you know you you started to make the film uh, how did did it evolve as you shot it because with documentaries you know you can't plan you can only do so much planning it has to unfold Um, did it take a different turn at any point or were you pretty open to whatever comes, we're going to just document it and and make the narrative of it later?
2: Um, I think both Steph and I, Steph and I were struggling with that initially because we, the we had wrestlers leave we had wrestlers come back we had COVID shut down all the reserves we were going to go to so the death tour got delayed a year but I remember when we were out there um, uh, we bo- we were both calming each other down the whole time because Steph was worried we weren't getting enough I was saying but I felt like the, the shoot was always a little bit blessed especially when Sta- Sage came on because like I found Sage uh, by Googling her and I reached out to her and I was like this fits and then um, Steph bought Sarah and I was worried because I'm like well, I don't know. Like, w- w- like, Sarah is nervous about her French. I don't know if she'll really be open to being so um, mm-hmm. open on film. And then she just was. And I remember the first time I saw uh, Sarah Russell. Um, I've always been a huge fan of wrestling. And so when I saw her wrestle, I'm like, she had, like, I don't know what it is, but she has it. <laughs> and so if I could say that as the wrestling consultant on this film, she's amazing. And so, yeah, like, I think I was, um, I think we were, the biggest problems on the shoot we had were probably just like being being able to trust ourselves because uh this was both me and Steph's first future documentary and so i guess um i always want to direct a movie with him now because it felt good to have that support behind yeah. us because we never when when we hit a wall like we always were on the same level in terms of like creativity and what we wanted to tell and when things changed, we were able to roll with the punches um
1: I mean, Sonny played it out pretty good there. But uh, <laughs> in, in terms of where did things turn, I mean, for sure we did not anticipate in, uh, encountering a suicide epidemic yeah. on the trip. Um, and but when it did, we were we you know you know we were it, it was kind of we were definitely confronted with like a choice, and it was like um, wh- when there's a death in these communities, the communities close down for for a week, and so you know, what we definitely, the last thing we wanted to do was to go out and like pr- poke and prod and find out what's going on, but, but it influenced the tour. And so we just kind of turned inwards and, and followed where the tour went. And so, you know, in this, in the writing of the film and the p- sequencing it together, you know, we had to decide like, okay, how much of this do we mention? Uh, is it our story to mention, you know, to talk about, but you know, it's, it, it ultimately happened on the tour and it impacted the trip. And we had, you know, we connected with a couple members of the community who had opened up to Sage and opened up to us about, you know, how this impacted them. And so, you know, yeah, we did not anticipate, you know, that happening, but we also, you know, it was very important to, you know, mention, I mean, we did not want to gloss over it or pretend it didn't happen. I mean, it's, I mean, and speaking with Sage and, and you know, at length during the film and after the film and, and Des too, and Sonia, you know, it became... It was eye-opening how much of an epidemic this was in these communities, and and so so yeah, we thought, hey, well, I mean, this is an opportunity to hopefully shed a little light.
0: Yeah. When do you decide a documentary is done? <laughs> I always ask filmmakers that, and I I don't know. I mean, because it could like it could go on forever. I when I was watching this, I was like, I want to see a documentary for each one of you. Yeah. I want to see like a full series, like a you know four parter. Uh, so how do you how do you reel yourself in? And be like, okay, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna edit.
2: I left that to Steph
0: because <laughs>
2: um, I was teasing him when we were on the trip. Like we could make a documentary just about our death tour because it yeah. was like it was our trial by fire, and I it was really like. I always hate pro- post-production so when Steph said he was happy to take it on I was like okay if you need me I'll be upstairs asleep <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> uh, but I was really every single time he would send a cut it was always amazing and I like every single time I was always like this is great don't change it and then he'd go back and change it from other notes and I'd be like okay this is better don't change it <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I, I was mostly the hype man and for and just making sure that things uh, were honest because I, I feel that with filmmaking you can often um, you can often feel like am i trying to sell this to festivals or am i trying to tell an artistic story and so i think feel that we were i i think we always had these great discussions together about like when should we stop what should we show what should we do and it was really fun to let him go with that and yes i wish we could have done more docs i wish um i was promised we get to meet christian cage and i didn't (laughs) so that'll be the next documentary
0: (laughs) That's great. Uh, one thing I did want to mention that I, I loved uh, and you, you touched on it a bit, but just the, the, the mentorship that you provide for young wrestlers. Uh, it, you, you're just like a natural teacher uh, is one thing. I'm, I'm a high school teacher and I was like, we need we need this guy at our at our school. I think he, he would just do so well, but just um, like tough, firm, but you care. And you you are willing to help people and give them your knowledge. Um, I don't know if there's really a question in that. It was just something that really I, I loved it, and I thought we we need people like this who have experience to be giving like that. So, uh, and, and it just was a beautiful thing.
3: Thank you. I I appreciate that. I I just think like as you get older as a wrestler, and, and especially me, I was blessed. Like I got to travel and do this for a living for years and like, I didn't have to work a regular job. I didn't have to worry about, you know, this, that or anything else because I was literally like waking up in a different town almost every day, but what a, what a life. And, um, you know, when you get to live your dream, like who gets to do that, you know, there's a handful of us, so I, I was blessed and I didn't make millions of dollars or anything, but I've always loved doing this and training has been probably my biggest passion since, you know, I just started doing it and watching, like showing somebody something and then watching them do it and do it well and going, wow. Like, and then watching the look on their faces and like Sage will tell you after their first matches, we've witnessed people have breakdowns and cry because they're so proud of themselves. And that's, you know, that's directly involved because, you know, of, of what I've you know, provided them a place to train and stuff like that. It's humbling and it's, you know, I'm a hard coach. I'm not an easy guy to get along with. You'll probably find this hard to believe. I swear. I yell, (laughs) I yell. Uh, I hold people accountable, including myself. So if I'm accountable, you're going to be accountable. And if you're not going to be accountable, there's a door right there. Feel free, free, feel free to use it. Uh, but also like Sage will also tell you in my camp, I've got a kid that's got some autism. I've got kids with special needs. They come, they show up and they work hard and they get treated with the respect they give us. That's what, you know, all I want. So that as a trainer, you know, it's, it's great and like Sonia had come to me and said she was, that if she was wrestling, that I'd be a great mentor. So when you hear stuff like that, very humbling. And that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to give back. I wasn't always the greatest guy in my life. I did a lot of crappy things. Lots of them. Karma has definitely held me accountable. So now I'm just trying to give back, be a good person and leave my mark as a positive person on the business. Not, you know, as just some other guy that just took his payday and Yeah. Bailed, you know, and that's why with Sage as well, like I've been on these tours for years and watching the connection she makes to the people, because there's been indigenous people on, on these tours before that they do not surround the ring. They do not surround the people. I mean, they cheer for them to some extent they do, but not to the extent they did for her. Sage is a real person. Sage. Is the matriarch. She's the matriarch of our company. She's the mother of our company. She's a very caring, loving person. And that's who she is. Like amazingly takes every, you know, takes everybody under her wing. And that's, you know, I'm trying to say, don't worry about that. You gotta worry about you <laughs> and getting your shit done. Don't yeah. worry about this yeah. guy. But that's who she is as a person. And you can see that in the documentary. Telling these kids to be proud when they're calling her beautiful. No, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is what that's just to me, watching her do that. all i could ask for in a student so it's very amazing to watch and humbling and you know we've had so many moments where it's just literally like father daughter hug sessions cry sessions all of it because this is a powerful powerful film that these guys made Yeah, these directors are freaking amazing yeah i never expected it to be anything like this and every time i see or see a review of it or or i've only watched it twice and it just blows it's me beautiful. away that I'm even a part of it. I just, I, mean, it, I, I think it's amazing. Yeah,
0: there's some. I mean, there's so much to talk about. I mean, we're like, I, I mean, it's beautiful. Like, but it's shot beautifully too. Like the landscape. I mean, we could go on and yeah. on about this stuff. The, yeah,
3: all of that.
1: Shout out to our that. cinematographer Van Royko and, and our editor Jeremiah Hayes who put it all together and Best in the business. massaged it. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, uh, it, was, yeah. It, was, it was, it was a real dream team that kind of came together that's the put, thing, the put team. together.
3: Yeah. And that's what I think. It was so cool to watch. The film crew and the wrestling crew become a team as well. That's really cool. Because we yeah. were bitching at these guys, they were bitching at ooh, Oh, it happened. It was going to ha- I knew that was going to happen. And every one of them made it out alive. Nobody had a broken bone.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, Once. I, 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 I got I to chop my, my mask. Once. Yeah. That's an honor. He
3: though, deserved I it. He <laughs> totally deserved it, though. <laughs> totally deserved it.
0: Well, you guys, like I said, this is one of my, um, well, I don't know if I said it, but this is one of my top picks. Um, Thanks, I, I, I love it. And I was like, I need to talk to these folks while they're still in town. So I'm glad we were able to lock this down. Um, thank you so much for your time. Are there social media accounts or any website? How can people follow the journey uh, and, and follow all you guys?
2: Yeah, Death Tour Doc for us. Um, Stefan Peterson official on Instagram for Steph. Uh, Sonia underscore Ballantine for me and the wrestler.
5: Um, Levi underscore night on Instagram and Levi day on Facebook.
4: (laughs) You can follow the matriarch at deadliest diva on Instagram or Sage Mo on Facebook. Uh,
3: Facebook uh, massive damage, the tattooed terminator and Instagram. I think I'm the tattoo terminator tattoo dot terminator. Maybe term yeah tattoo doctor right, we'll she helps me with my social media That's I'm great. not very, I'm older.
0: <laughs> we'll get links to all that so people can you know keep up on the journey of it and you know i've heard amazing things from the the you know the audience i actually i'll say this and then we can wrap it up um i was my it first got on my radar the first screening i saw you guys around and then the screening let out and this woman um, was crying, and I, I couldn't help but go up to her and say, hey, what did you just watch? And uh, <laughs> and she told me, and it turns out she had been a teacher too, so we were talking about that, and it was just, it really touched her. So it's, it's, it's an incredible thing when um, a, a film can just, like, impact so many different kinds of people on different levels. So thank you for making it. Thank you for being in it. Thank you for talking to me. Uh, I love the film. Thanks. Oh, thank you so bad. much for having us.
3: We're really humbled and honored to be here wonderful.
4: Thank you. And it's so great to hear all the great reviews. Thank you so much. Thank
5: you.
0: (laughs) All right. We are out.